Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you here. My pleasure. Yeah. If you'd like to introduce yourself a bit, just where you're from, your background, go for it. Uh, So my name is Ainsley. I'm originally from um, New Zealand, uh, Auckland mainly. Um, And I moved to Paris in... Oh, God, I can't even remember when it was now. 2013, officially, I'd say. And was sort of on and off, went traveling for a long time, and then moved back in 2015 for a few years. Okay. And when you say Auckland mainly, does that mean you moved around a bit? Um, I'm originally from a small town, which is just outside of Auckland, um, and then moved into the city, into Auckland City after that. So, yeah. With your family or was that alone? For uni, just on my For own. uni. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you, okay. So that's actually super interesting. Cause then you grew up in a small town, mm-hmm. Auckland for university. And then you like left. Like, were you kind of like, did the small town suit you or no. when you were at, not at all? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Definitely not. Not for me. Yeah. No. So you kind of knew instantly that you would leave. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Did you think that you would leave and Auckland would be where you left for the city life, or did you think that you would travel internationally? Um, so I did a student exchange when I was 16. Like I left high school for a year and lived in Tunisia and then um, came back to high school, finished that, and was pretty determined to basically go traveling straight away. Um, but my mum was very organized and had set up like a scholarship fund for me for university, which I could only use if I went to uni straight after high school, basically. Um, so I didn't have that much of a choice. I had to go and kind of do my degree and do all the things that would sort of set me up. And then, um, as soon as that was over, I, yeah, decided to, to leave and go traveling. So you chose did you choose Tunisia or was that kind of given? It was my third choice. So we got to pick three, three places that we might want to live. Um, the other two were Italy and the Netherlands. But I think because nobody ever chose Tunisia, they were like, oh, somebody picked it. We'll send you there. <laughs> and yeah, that's where I ended up for, for a year. That's okay. That is so unique. Yeah. How did you like it? Loved it. Loved it so much. Yeah. I was just really, really lucky to get the most amazing host family. Um, And they, they were just like my instant family. And it was just such like a formative experience. And yeah, I'm I'm so, it's the best thing I ever did. Definitely. (laughs) It was awesome. Did you, did you go to a local school? Yep. So yeah. you, I don't know, is Arabic the primary language there? Yes. Yeah. So Arabic and French, uh, the mm-hmm. two, two languages, main languages. Um, and yeah, I went to a public school in Carthage, so like Carthage. So our school was basically just surrounded by all these ancient old ruins, Roman ruins. It was just insane. <laughs> um, and right on the Mediterranean. So our classrooms, which were like these derelict old concrete buildings, with no windows, but they would have this incredible view of um, the Mediterranean Sea as well. So it was, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, were you like, cause I had like, my best friend is 
well, I for, like met her on her Dutch ex- exchange to the U.S. Oh, cool. I don't know how much she was like prepared to be a part of American culture, especially because it's not like I don't think it's too. It's very different from European culture, obviously, mm. but also it's not. It's not like you're you're working in another language that you don't already know. Like it's fairly similar because it's still Western. You went from New Zealand to Tunisia. Like that's an incredibly different culture. Were you prepared for that beforehand, or were you kind of just along for the ride not really to be honest like I think I went with no expectations which was probably a really good thing because I just Mm. turned up and I was like okay this is what we do now and um yeah I guess I'm I'm pretty easygoing most of the time and and you have to be in situations like that so I just yeah and so in a lot of ways not knowing too much was kind of a good thing Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you learn Arabic then? I did. I did. Um, unfortunately, it's quite rusty now because I just don't get the chance to use it. And when I go back to Tunisia, it takes me a while to sort of um, be able to pick up sentences and conversations and it takes me a while to get into it again. But um, I loved it as well. It's such a beautiful language and mm. I wish that I had the opportunity to to keep it up a little bit more be nice (laughs) that's crazy and was that your first introduction into French then as well it was yeah I actually had no interest in learning French um up until I found out I was going there and I was like oh okay and I got chucked into a French class at high school for a few months and I went there knowing very little (laughs) Was it so? Did you use like Arabic and French equally, or was it primarily one or the other? Uh, yeah, I would say it's a bit of Arabic over there, so they sort of switch and interchange quite easily. Um, all of my schooling was in French, so I didn't have to do the Arabic classes because I would obviously couldn't read or anything at that stage. Um, and then conversationally, familiarly, was all in um, was all in Arabic. So, and then my host family would also want to learn English, so we would also speak English as well. So it was a really nice sort of mixture of three languages going on all the time. How hard was that to adapt to, or were you pretty good at it? Uh, it was. It, I mean, it was definitely hard. Um, but when you're sort of immersed in it you don't really have much of a choice. So mm-hmm. you, you, you adapt, you need to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, Tunisia, crazy, yeah. oh, like crazy. Awesome. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And then you're forced into uni. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What'd you study if you were like, I don't even want to be here. Um, so I originally started doing primary school teaching and very quickly realized that that was not for me. Um, <laughs> and ended up doing a Bachelor of Communications. Okay. Yeah. Ends up being for you or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still (laughs) still, still, sort of working in the industry, so it it worked out all right, but better. (laughs) But so you're at uni and you don't want to be there. Did you end up like traveling with study abroad trips or go as international as possible? No, no. So I ended up getting quite a serious boyfriend all throughout my university and – did the whole settling down in a flat thing and um and then as soon as it yeah as soon as I'd finished I was like right I'm going traveling I don't know what you want to do (laughs) oh really (laughs) poor guy yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> did you uh, this I can delete this but did you did the relationship last or were um, you like I'm going it, it lasted well I like he did he did come with me or do credit Ooh. to him um and he made a big effort into being a traveler but it just it just wasn't for him and unfortunately did not last much longer after that <laughs> I, I wasn't quite ready for the whole marriage and babies thing and I think he was so it happens yeah. yeah, more of a timing issue. Yeah, yeah. That's hard, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's really hard. You're like, can you please just travel with me? Yeah. Like, what you like to? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, why? Oh, gosh. So after you graduated, where was the first place you ended up? Um. So I went straight back to Tunisia um, and stayed there for about a month. Um, and then... We did a little Europe trip, and um, our plan was to get work on the super yachts. So we went and moved into Antibes and the Côte d'Azur area and looked for work um, on the yachts down there. Did that for a while. When you say a while? <laughs> um, so a, a, a summer, like a season. Okay, okay. Um, and then I got over that. And, um, <laughs> I Pretty quickly. It, yeah. It's it's hard work. Um, and then I ended up going to Ghana for six months because I really wanted to do some proper real Africa. And, yeah, decided to go there for a while. Whew, okay. <laughs> How <laughs> – so you went straight from working in the yacht mm-hmm. to Ghana. I went from, like, living with the 1% to living in a village with no electricity and water. So <laughs> it was – <laughs> it was a big change, but you know that's what I do. I like to do a bit of everything. So, did you just like? How did you? Okay, how did you end up <laughs> finding this village? There has to be like a story behind this. Like. Um, yeah. So I, I was doing a volunteer work, and it was just the place that I was placed in, and um, I was only supposed to stay for three months. And then I went to this amazing um, eco resort on a beach, like in the middle of nowhere. And next to that was a trade school for um, teenagers that were wanting to get into high school to do like further studies. Um, But because they had no other school around, um, an American organization had created a school for them on the beach. And I ended up helping out there for three months as well. Um, so yeah, I ended up staying six months in total and found it really hard to leave at the end of that because it's such a different world. And once you sort of get adjusted into that, it was a bit of a culture shock going Mm. back into, going back into the real world. So you were in a local village Were you do, I don't know, Ghana, what's their primary language, French or English. English, not primary. English, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. An official, the official language. Official, yeah. official, yeah. 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 Okay, so it wasn't like it was difficult necessarily to go into the culture language-wise. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. you were understood and you could have conversation. Most was there like the a local dialect that a lot of people yeah, – Okay. so Ghana has – I think they've got like 17 different languages – um, so it depends on where you are living, um, and they'll have a different language. So, yeah, it's better getting used to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just like the story of your life at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> just a yeah. bit of getting used yeah. to. Just a bit of minor adjustments. 
<laughs> did you so you spent six months there and you really loved it I did yeah yeah what was your favorite thing about living there it's a bit of a mixture just like because everything was so different it was just it was kind of exciting all the time and um people were just lovely awesome friendly bubbly everybody wants to be your friend <laughs> um the the nature was incredible hiking um the beaches the weather is just always warm it was, it's it's a little bit a little bit of paradise there definitely when you were working at the American school, did you meet other foreigners and were you able to like connect with them or was it primarily you? Yeah, no, we, we were really close. It was just a small group of us. So um, yeah, it was a good little group of people. That's incredible. Yeah. So after you're like, yeah, work down memory lane, like Tunisia, <laughs> yachting, Ghana. Oh uh, yeah. It's, oh it's, my God. It's been a ride. <laughs> <laughs> did you so after Ghana I know you've traveled more so yes. did you travel around or did you settle after Ghana nope um so I <laughs> um nope my mum actually came to meet me in Ghana for a few weeks which was really nice um and then we did like a six week sort of trip around Europe which was really cool and then she left and I was, oh, it was super yacht season, so I was going to try and get some more work on the yachts again and went back down to the south of France and got a few jobs and in that time had been to Paris quite a few times, um, sort of was using it as my base and then um, decided, you know what, I don't really want to be on the super yachts anymore but I really, I still want to be overseas but I want to settle myself somewhere and um, before Ghana, I had thought about moving to Amsterdam and I was pretty sure that I was going to do that. And then um, after living in Ghana for six months, I just I needed somewhere that was a little bit more chaotic um, and a little bit more sort of lively and kept going back to Paris and loved it every time I was there. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to move here. So, yeah, I went back to New Zealand and got my visa and saved up some money and all that sort of stuff and then moved back officially to Paris in 2015. So, yeah. Where did Turkey? Because you had said Turkey before. Was that just like somewhere along the way? Uh, yeah, I did some nannying for a very wealthy family in Turkey. for a, It was only a few weeks. Oh, okay. But that's – funnily enough, that's kind of how my travel blog got started because – I was in a awful situation with this family and started writing as sort of like a venting process um, and sent the blog to my mom and my best friend just so that they could read it. And then all these other random people started reading it and they were like, oh, my God, um, your writing's so good and please tell me more and what's going on. And so that was kind of the birth of the travel blog and I've kept it up since then and, yeah. How okay? How did you find this like really wealthy family in like the middle of Turkey? <laughs> through through an agency, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. Was it yeah. only supposed to last a few weeks, or was it that no, bad? No. So <laughs> I was on a one week trial, which got extended to a two week trial, and they asked me to stay, and I was like, nope. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. What was it about that? Ah, uh, they were just very unhappy. 
um, very just awful. It was just awful. Like a little bit violent towards the kids. It was just, yeah, it was not a good, it was just a perfect example of money can't buy you happiness, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because I feel like you had such good, like, not luck, but kind of luck. Like, you know, you never know who you're, where you're going to end up. Like mm. some, some host families are miserable when you're a foreign exchange student. Mm, like definitely. my friend had to leave hers at one point. Yeah. Like, it's quite common. Exactly. Yeah. Like the fact that you had had a really lucky break with an incredible family and then some really incredible volunteering and just something had to go wrong at one yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't all smooth sailing, that's for sure. Yeah. So where in Turkey was that? Um so that was in Istanbul. Istanbul, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or have you been back since or you're just like, I need some time. <laughs> I have actually. I went back uh two thousand and seventeen, two thousand and eighteen maybe. Um, just for a holiday and um, completely different experience because I didn't get to see any of Istanbul when I was there. I was working nonstop. So, mm. um, yeah, really nice to actually go and see the country and explore the city and, yeah. Not be a nanny. Not too. be a nanny, not be a slave, yeah. locked in the yeah. basement. Was Legit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't <laughs> locked, but my bedroom was yeah. – in the laundry like with the washer and dryer in the basement mm. without a window mm. and mm-hmm. um without a door actually and the there was another nanny a turkish nanny who had to go through my my room um to get to her room so it was it was like sleeping in a laundry slash hallway and <sighs> if my bed wasn't made I'd get yelled at and it was just it was it was like a Harry Potter situation. It was not it was not good. Aren't they wealthy? Like how like did they have room? Yeah, yeah, I never quite oh. figured out why why they didn't have room. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't want to see you, clearly. Yeah. Looks That's like exactly how wealthy was. they were. Yeah. Oh my god. I was, I was hardcore to help, but yeah. Oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah. Miserable situation for everybody involved. Yeah. yeah. Mainly you. Yeah. <laughs> But along the way, you found Paris, you moved to Paris. Mm -hmm. I know that, like you said, that you moved there, had a little bit of gap, and then, like, permanently moved there. Yeah. If you had been visiting the city so often, what kept bringing you back? Like, especially if you're just visiting, it's really hard to meet people sometimes and, Mm. and, like, get connected. So what kept bringing you back? Um, I So I knew a couple of people that already lived there. Um, uh, one was Persian, one was Tunisian and one was, uh, New Zealander. Um, and so I sort of stayed with them every time I would go. So I'd had a little bit of sort of local experiences. Um, and because I already spoke a little bit of French, it wasn't too challenging in that aspect. And I'm a big fan of art and museums and history. And I just feel like there was so much they wanted to see. And every time I went there, I feel like I didn't have enough time there. Um, Mm. And yeah, so there was all these sort of like accumulating factors that I was like, you know what, this is, this is where I want to live for a while. So yeah. And so you ended up there for four years. Yes. Yeah, with a visa 
<laughs> kind of. <laughs> so the first first year I was on a working holiday visa, okay. um, which we can get in New Zealand for like a year and allows you to work. I was curious about that. Mm, yeah. Working so holiday visas. Really good, really good. Um, and then the second two years, uh, the last second and third year, um, I was doing a uh, assistant de long, like a language assistant visa. Um, so I did that for two years. And then the last year I was kind of just going back and forth. And, yeah, New so kind of like, no, so three months. God, where did I go? <laughs> I can't even remember. Um, I'd sort of, yeah, travel for a while and then go back. Oh, I did like Mexico and the States and – Cuba and then I did go back to New Zealand at one stage and then I went back again um yeah it was it was slightly it was a stressful year that last year put it that way really did you like choose that and then later on you're like why oh you didn't choose no no I did not choose that I um long story but was originally supposed to I love long stories (laughs) like let's (laughs) My after my third year in Paris, I was supposed to be moving to Shanghai with my now ex boyfriend, and so mm. I left my apartment. I gave up applying for another visa. I left everything behind. Um, sort of got halfway through moving to Shanghai, and then we broke up. And I was kind of stuck without any visa, or all my stuff was sort of spread out between three different countries, and. And so the last sort of year was me going back and forth, trying to decide what I was going to do, whether I was going to bite the bullet and basically start again in Paris, or I was going to move back to New Zealand and keep Paris as like a a holiday destination that I'd go to for three months a year or something. So yeah, it was a interesting year. (laughs) When you were planning on going to Shanghai, were you going to also do language there? Yeah, or okay. photography. It was. It wasn't really clear what I would be able to do at that stage, but um, yeah, figure it out <laughs> as you go. Yeah, sounds like a a pattern. <laughs> yes. yes, it's definitely a pattern. Yeah. So, in the mix of that, you went to Mexico and the states and Cuba, though. Like, mm-hmm. was that just purely just to explore? Or did you know someone? Uh, no, I got I got offered some work in Cuba um, for a travel company, um, taking photos for them, and so I just added on a little bit extra to the trip, and had always wanted to go to Mexico, um, and yeah, and did that. So that was that was amazing. Wait, so like. <laughs> How do you get in contact with the travel company from Cuba? <laughs> oh, they're they're a New Zealand company, a New Zealand company oh, okay. that takes yeah takes people over to Cuba for tours, um, and uh, yeah, they they offered for me to come and be their basically photographer for the tour, and um, it was amazing. It was great. Highly recommend. And you just like go with the group, and you're just like the official photographer. Yeah. Yeah. You should get a full-time job with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe when the what world opens up again. Yeah. 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 Start in Australia. You're like, I could take this, yeah. this, co- oh, this COVID-free group to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty amazing. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And, but in the midst of that, you 
you just said that you were looking between Paris and moving back to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Like what was the tipping point for that decision? It's yeah, that's a really good question. I, I was so, I would just go back and forth constantly. Like I was swinging in roundabouts, not being able to make up my mind. Um, and I think in the end it was probably just, Honestly, it was probably the the thought of having to go through a visa process again, and um, and then sort of realizing that that summer in Paris was my favorite time to be there anyway, and the winters I would always escape, and mm. I was sort of like, well, I don't really want. I'm not sure that I actually want to be there full time, um, and if I could manage it, then I would spend summers in Paris and summers in New Zealand. And so that was my original plan um, in coming back to New Zealand was that I would try and sort of do a half-half um, situation, not knowing that a global pandemic would soon hit and <laughs> that plan would not work. But, you know, can't plan these things. <laughs> no, casually a global mm. pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that plan, like, did you – have a plan for renting an apartment in Paris and in New Zealand, or did you end up back with your parents during this? Ended up back with my parents in New Zealand. Um, and, um, sort of, yeah, renting an apartment off my mum. Um, and then the plan was in Paris to either house sit over the summer, which I seemed to mm. get by pretty well the last time I was there. Um, or rent somewhere if I could get enough work and had enough income. Um, but yeah, and then I was going to travel sort of around Europe while I was there as well. Yeah, was the plan. How you've been out of the house for a decent amount of time at this point, and like not only have you been out of the house, your parents' house, you've also been in like a billion cultures. <laughs> yeah, like you've just been in so many cultures. I'm True. guessing you went to Shanghai too. Like, oh yeah, you yeah. just literally have touched everything at this yeah. point in your life. Pretty, pretty much, almost, yeah, yeah. And then you go back to your parents. Yes. How was that adjustment? I mean, coming back to New Zealand itself is always a big adjustment. Um, the culture here is obviously different to France, and obviously different to a lot of the other places I lived in. And it would take me a while to sort of readjust um, to New Zealand life. And I'm, I'm really lucky that, like, because my mum and I are really close and um, my dad actually lives about five hours drive. So I would only go and stay with him when I could, like, for a sort of holiday. Um, and then I was mainly living with my mum. So, I mean, it was it's, – it's good. There was times that she would drive me crazy, as they do. Um, but we were, like – we're pretty easygoing and she's pretty easygoing and we didn't seem to want to kill each other. So it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty, that's crazy. And like, that's actually a really interesting point because I've been back in the States for a little bit after three or four years of just kind of what you were doing off Mm. and on traveling, living kind of not that kind of deal. Mm. And it is a really interesting adjustment because, and I feel like a lot of people who, who return after, even if they're not like, there's a lot of people who return after living abroad who do fine re- on the return because they always planned on returning. Mm, yeah. And then I think 
like I, I still have the intention of moving away again. Like you also still have the intention of moving away again at one point. Like it's not like this isn't the forever. Mm. And so I find that because it's not the forever, I have a bit more difficulty in like adapting. Yeah. And so I don't know about you, but like not being in an international space, like not being among people who kind of live the same life of us of like, Oh, I've traveled here. I've like experienced this. It's like a, it is a huge adaption that I like, I hadn't even thought about yeah it really is like it's I've been back almost two years now and the first year was just a total me wandering around looking for my hedge basically figuring out what I was doing and what was happening um the past year has like I'm starting to feel a little bit more settled now and um I've found a really good community of people who are either expats or immigrants or have traveled or um so it's 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 feeling a lot better now and I'm feeling a lot more um happy with my decision to be to be back here because one of the biggest issues was just me thinking that I would never find friends basically like like mm. nobody's going to be as good as my Paris friends um <laughs> you know like that sort of thing I just I miss them so much and um and it's sort of it's taken me a while to to find them here but there's this really amazing sort of creative community here and um people that are a lot more open-minded and well-traveled and um people that aren't necessarily your typical New Zealand person which I don't want to be Mm. mean but they're not all as open-minded as they like to say they are so yeah interesting i think that's like but i think that's super common in every country where you especially as you like gravitate are you in a city at the moment yes yeah yeah especially as you gravitate to the city like you'll find people who are come in and out and travel and like have Mm. the ability to travel obviously looking at that as sometimes like an ability and so once you find that community it's a lot easier but as you go in like further out it's like I oh, haven't yeah. left the island or I haven't left the state. And you're yeah. just like, I Definitely. respect your decision. Yeah. I'm not I that. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a bit like that. Yeah. So I don't, for me, like when I left, I was like, oh my God, it's been so long since I've had to make American friends purposely, like purposely make American friends yeah. as opposed to like run into them on the streets of Paris. Yeah. How was it like, I guess making the friend, like finding that community, how was it for you? Were you a little, like, you kind of said that you were a bit nervous, but was it like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of effort on my part. Like I went to a lot of events that were things that I were interested in and um, sort of made an effort to get to know my friends' friends, like my friends who had traveled or I'd met overseas. Um, and yeah, like definitely put, put the, effort, the effort into to finding people that were sort of my on the same wavelength. Um, mm. so it's, it's, it wasn't easy, but now I've, yeah, I finally feel like I'm at a, at a good place with having a really cool group of people and yeah. Who will also be like really understanding when you're like, I'm going to leave for three months. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause all of them are doing it too. Yeah. yeah they're all pretty well traveled so that they get it. Yeah. Yeah. So like going back to Paris a bit, you had mentioned starting your blog and Turkey 
did you carry that through your time in Paris? Was that before, like in the middle of that kind of period? Yeah, that was before, quite a bit before. Um, and yeah, so carried that on when I was in Paris and, um, I traveled a lot when I was living there, like basically every month I would try and go somewhere different and incorporated all of that into, into the blog. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was a good, good way to experience some new things and, um, good way to sort of reflect on what I'd been doing. And yeah, it's cool. It is kind of really cool because it is a digital reflection. Mm, Yeah. Like I've always been told to journal when I travel just yeah. so you can remember and I'm truly the worst at it. Yeah. It's terrible. But like a blog is an incredible way to just to to think about it online. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of basically an online journal. Um and then I try and fill mine with like little tips and things that I learned along the way and try and help other people to have a better experience as well. So have you found a cool community that through that? Yeah, um, a lot like through Instagram as well. I ended up making a few friends through Instagram actually when I was in Paris, um, as random as it is. And um, yeah, it's a good way like if because because I'm a photographer mainly, it was a good way to, to connect with other photographers in the area. Um, mm. And we would sort of go on little like missions and say like, hey, there's this really cool spot. I want to go take some photos. Do you want to come with me? And we'll be each other's models and um, it was, it was a really good way to, yeah, to find people that were sort of in the same zone as you, I guess. Did you, so, so when you were in Paris, your main jobs was either the, uh, language assistant mm-hmm. or the first year, what did you do your first year? Then? First year I was, um, I worked in a bar for like two weeks and then I was nannying <laughs> for the rest of that time. <laughs> yeah. It was an awful bar. Well, not good. Um, oh, really? Oh, it was not good. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I was nannying pretty much for the first year. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, did you juggle that in photography on the yeah. side? Or was photography like your main focus and passion and those were just, I need some cash? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the teaching and the nannying was basically like, I think I was doing like 20 hours a week, sort of like the day job, mm-hmm. pay the rent. And then photography was what I wanted to be doing and um, was just really good sort of extra income. Out of all the places you've been, what's been your favorite to photograph? Oh, um, it's a really impossible question. question. (laughs) Um, I'd say probably Mexico is the place where I took the most photos and then probably closely followed by Italy. Like, yeah, Italy's very So not nah, Paris. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, but I was I was living there, so it was kind of, you know, I'd have to purposely I couldn't always have my camera with me. Um and I mean, it's beautiful. It's extremely photogenic and you know, obviously it's it's stunning. Um No, it's no Mexico though. It's, it's no Mexico, no. It doesn't have street tacos <laughs> everywhere. Um <laughs> But no, I mean Paris is amazing as well. I didn't even actually consider that in my 
suspicion. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine that you didn't. There's just so many places to put it. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I, just, I was I was I was doing um a lot of like the romantic Eiffel Towers sunrise photos. Yeah. Um for tourists and I kind of got a little bit over it, which sounds ridiculous. <laughs> But it's like there's only so many sunrises you can see at the Eiffel Tower before you start to get a bit jaded, unfortunately. Yeah, like that doesn't sound ridiculous at all. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because you're like, I'm living in Paris, and I don't know about you, but I'd be like, I don't have a boyfriend, and I'm taking pictures of the people at the Eiffel Tower. Oh, fine. (laughs) (laughs) How did they find you? Did they find you through your blog most of the time? Um, uh instagram craigslist uh friends of friends yeah craigslist man there's a little little pocket over there um yeah it's sort of a a mixture of mixture of things mainly through instagram though to be honest that's so smart though i never thought about like finding a photographer through that yeah i know a lot of people find spots to take pictures there yeah but like to find someone to take your pictures that's a new one yeah yeah it works pretty well is that how, like, the majority of your um, photography kind of community in Paris got their clients? Or was it a modge podge of I things? Think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, really? Instagram was a big factor. Um, a couple of other friends worked for, like, agencies as well. And I know they got a lot of work through that through them. Um, but, yeah, Instagram was definitely a huge part of it, for sure. Because a, a lot of the reason that people were doing these shoots was to put it on Instagram. They wanted the Instagram worthy cute Eiffel Tower photos. So that's where they would look and they'd get the inspiration and then they would find the photographers and go from there. Mm, oh my God. That may, I'm so, I like didn't even think about that, but that makes so much yeah. sense. Yeah. Different little oh, worlds. That's, it is a different, it is a very specific world. Yeah. Yeah. I could also see you kind of being like done with the tourists yeah. and like, <laughs> and like after a while with all the questions and like the same questions about people in love you're like okay we're done yeah yeah it it, it started to get a little bit yeah same same after a while but it was good it was also I mean it was also part of the decision for me was coming back to New Zealand was like well if I stay in Paris I'm going to be doing this pretty much every day and and like it was it was fun it was great but it was sort of a factor of it's it's harder for me to do what I wanted to do over there mm-hmm. um, in terms of like creative styles and shoots and bits of stuff so yeah that's actually so interesting because I was talking to someone about that today too and she was like do you ever regret moving back from Paris and I was just like surprisingly I said. No, not that I, you don't miss it, right? Mm. But but I, I think I like relate to you in this very much. I was like, I was in a place in my career where if I had stayed, I would have had to do the same thing yeah. for the visa and yes. for just like yeah. simple to keep your life alive. And like while you enjoy that lifestyle of traveling and you like really appreciate it, you're not getting the fulfillment that your career gets. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And it is hard to, like, break into that while in another country. Yeah, yeah. 
part of the reason the decision of coming back here was that um, like I could get scholarships and funding and um, help from artistic revenues that I could not get over there if I was living overseas. So it's, it's sort of given me a little bit more freedom to explore um, what I wanted to do creatively and having the mm. safety net of if it all turns to shit, then I can go and live with my mum, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so. That's also interesting. Do you think, like, you couldn't have gotten it in France because you weren't French? Or do you think it's because, like, the American system, I think, is very much like the um, New Zealand system of you get a degree, but you can also still explore a different career? And that's not the French system? Yeah. You have a career where you get your degree in? Yeah. And you basically stay in there for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that's, if that's what you want to do, is that what makes you happy? Um, yeah. It was, it was definitely a little bit more challenging. Like I didn't feel like the opportunities were the available to me as, as they were to French people for a lot of the work that I wanted to do. So, yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Mm. And but now, what are you doing now in New Zealand? Like, what's your life like now? Especially because you know life's normal there. Yeah, yeah, we're very lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm doing still doing photography, um, doing a little bit of writing. Um, I do some like extra background work for commercials and TV shows and movies and all this <laughs> stuff as well, which is just like, that's fun. so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's nice. It's, I can't, I can't obviously cannot complain. So it's good. <laughs> is the film industry still going on? It's massive right now. Oh, it is huge. It's basically because it's the only place where people can film uninterrupted so it's um, there's a few massive productions going on here at the moment uh, with locals only, or no, are they having no? So they've snuck really, in a few Hollywood stars and directors, and yeah, yeah. How is New Zealand open for them? Um, what? It's a special visa. Uh, yeah. basically if you're like a multi-billionaire or you're a hollywood star new zealand's like yeah okay we'll let you in um (laughs) but you're still gonna go through quarantine for two weeks so they're still they're doing their due diligence and then hopefully making us a bit of money as well so yeah yeah yeah. i mean it makes sense yeah like am i a little jealous a little bit no i'm really jealous (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it's, crazy. it's a weird kind of bubble here at the moment because yeah it's just it's yeah it's very strange yeah i can imagine mm. well thank you so so much for coming on and and talking with me about the many travels that you've had <laughs> i've learned a lot it's incredible my pleasure thank you for having me it's always fun to just talk about traveling I, you can really it never gets old does it, it? really it doesn't just, yeah there's always something to say about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it sort of like brings up new memories every time I talk about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot I did that. <laughs> yeah, and you talk to friends and you're like, oh, that did happen. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you talking about? I can't remember. so confusing. So many places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally get that.
Okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it a lot. No, my pleasure. It was awesome. Good fun. Thank you.